0: The velociraptors, these little, nimble, carnivorous dinosaurs, I, I think, you know, this is where this all began. Yeah.
1: Although, really, in the spirit of evolution, it would seem to me that it was like a really stupid animal that <laughs> accidentally, you know, every time he flew, he tried to pick up a rat and take it somewhere where he could kill it or keep it. <laughs> he and kept he it. just kept dropping <laughs> it.
0: just leave
1: it there yeah exactly welcome everyone to what the if the The
0: if If.
1: (laughs) that's uh my partner in crime matt stanley i'm philip shane documentary filmmaker and Matt and I every week get together and break the warranty on the universe. Yep. That's and, right. and mess around with the insides.
2: You should never buy the extended warranty on your universe. No, <laughs>
1: you're just going to waste it anyway. <laughs> and we have a very special guest, guest ifer, guest master ifer with us, Dr. I Kiki. Can...
0: Hi. I can if with the best of them. Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: right. <laughs> T-shirt. T-shirt slogan.
0: It is. a great T-shirt. <laughs> I want it.
1: Kiki's <laughs> here to play with us. We didn't start out describing it this way. We were much more serious and we called it a a thought experiment or a gedanken right. something. Yeah, a experiment. Yeah, yeah. Gadunkin,
0: which oh, is well, not... A turducken.
2: <laughs> a turducken experiment. Totally different. <laughs> Uh, That was Einstein's first go
1: for relativity. Didn't turn out well. (laughs) Matt and I know each other from a documentary about Einstein that I got to make. And another word I learned in there is Sitzfleisch. (laughs) (laughs) Sitzfleisch, which literally means sitting flesh. Yep. It's the it's just
2: what it sounds like. Yeah. It's the, the part of your body you're sitting on. And they German, said
0: German is so great for that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you just stick together words and you've got it's a new word.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant.
1: And they said that was what made Einstein great. Is that he had great sitzfleisch, meaning mm-hmm. he he basically could sit for hours. Exactly. Well, yeah. And yeah, that's all he
0: took. Uh, he's not my seven-year-old child, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so today's game of What the
1: If. Kiki, just tell us a little bit about your your background is in birds.
0: It is bird brains. I got a PhD in bird brains from UC Davis some years back. And along the way, though, slicing up so many bird brains, I kind of felt sorry for the birds and didn't want to, I didn't envision myself spending the rest of my life at a little crank machine slicing brains and analyzing oh, yeah, yeah. them forever. So that, you know, that wasn't my vision for myself. But talking about science, something I've always loved to do. And so I am a podcaster, video producer, science communications entrepreneur. I run a podcast called This Week in Science and do all sorts of other fun things.
1: So instead of slicing brains now, you add slices to our brains.
0: That's right. I hope not just slices, many little connections. Yes. I hope that yeah. when people listen to my podcast, that new synapses are formed, that I change people. Yeah. Wow.
1: I don't I don't know if we add to anybody's synapses here. <laughs> but that's what we brought Kiki on so that maybe people will come out with just a, a balance, you know, the break even on the brain damage versus brain. Health. All right.
0: Okay, that's a relief. <laughs> Drain Bramage. Yes, mm-hmm. and
1: to all our listeners, I urge you if you have not listened to this week in science, check it out. Twist.org, is that right? T w yes, i s dot o r g. Yes. Yes. Thank you. It's an amazing show that's been going on for a very long time.
0: And I w- I was looking at the Wayback Machine on you know archive the the archive yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah for sure. the internet the Internet Archive yeah and. I was looking for science podcast and looking back and looking back, and I think we started podcasting before Science Friday started podcasting, which potentially makes my show the oldest science podcast (laughs) on the internet.
1: I'm sure. (laughs) No doubt. And so, bird brains, today's what the if, someday we're going to have sound effects, when we have but not this day a budget or something but today no sound effects so
0: I'll help I do sound effects okay. occasionally well, yeah you know? here we go
1: <laughs> today's what the if ka <laughs> <Ca, ca, ca. laughs> perfect <laughs> nailed it <laughs> what the if we were birds you have a favorite kind of bird what kind of bird should we be?
0: Well, I was thinking about this before we got started, and the first bird that came to mind. There are many birds that we could be, but um, thinking about just what, and I just I naturally gravitate toward the shrike. And the shrike is a wonderful bird. It's a it's a songbird, so it has a beautiful song. But it's also incredibly violent, and it kills its prey by impaling them on spikes. Wow! So I was just imagining my life as a shrike, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little spiky and pokey, but I, I sing a beautiful science song. <laughs> All right. accept that. So what, what do shrikes like to eat? They eat insects, crickets, grasshoppers, small rodents, if they can catch them, other small birds. They will eat what they can catch. The larger the animal, So the the impaling of the carcass on uh, spike or whatever, you'll you'll see uh, barbed-wired fences or some cactuses with large spikes, sometimes with these large insects or small animals impaled on them. And part of it is that the, the shrikes can come back to the kill to feed on it over long uh, periods of time. Whoa. And so, you know, so they Fwah. kind of... It's kind of like a, you know, a mountain lion or something. It's like, here's my kill. I'm gonna eat it for a while. I'm hiding it over here. Yeah. I'm gonna come back and eat it when I get hungry again. So you don't have to fill up your belly and get really heavy all at once. <laughs>
1: <Wow>. <laughs> well, there's nothing like cold rodent for breakfast. <laughs>
0: That's right. It's very good.
1: Wow. Um, yeah. A shrike. So, so so we're shrikes and we look in the mirror. What do we see? Yeah. What do we look like?
0: Yeah. What do we look like? Well, you have a a sleek body type. You are fairly dynamic in flight. You have to be able to turn on a dime and be able to go after that prey, dive to the ground, grab that grasshopper quickly. You have a longish bill for a songbird, kind of pokey. Okay. (laughs) Shrikes are kind of gray and white color, depending on the species, but what I'm imagining is a shrike that's kind of gray and white and they have a black, black band near their eyes. Ooh.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. So like we're all wearing the little domino masks. I yeah. Think. All right.
0: Yeah. Shrikes are awesome.
1: How tall are we? <laughs>
0: Gosh, how tall are shrikes? They are probably about like the seven to eight inches long okay. kind of a bird. So it's not huge, but they're a good okay. size, they're a good size bird.
2: All right, but if they're several inches long and they can pick up and eat mice, that's a good chunk of their body size, right?
0: It is, which is why it's great for them to impale those little animals to be able to come back to them later.
1: I'm just Mm going to tweak, for the purposes of our game, (sighs) I'm going to tweak our pronouns,
0: which is
1: (laughs) instead of they, it's us or we. Oh, we, all right.
0: We, the Shrikes. Uh, yeah. And another thing is I, I really think of Shrikes as actually cute. You know, these are birds. They're, they have cute little songbird behaviors because mm-hmm. they have their nice song that they sing. And they're very cute, engaging birds. But they're vicious carnivores. <laughs> we are vicious carnivores.
1: The sociopaths uh, of the bird. Can- that's <laughs> So, yeah.
2: so we're, we're sleek and nimble and agile. Then what do we sing about?
0: Oh, well, let's see. The uh, the Shrikes, well, when when Shrikes sing, it is to woo other members of their species for reproduction in the spring. They are songbirds, and so they sing in the spring because it's mating season. Sure. So we're very vocal in the spring, hopping around and going, look at me, aren't I pretty? Look at me. <laughs> and listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. And are they? Listen to me and look at me. Look, I have impaled something. I can feed our young. <laughs> I am a good provider. <laughs> look at this lizard I found and how I impaled it. Isn't that wonderful?
1: <laughs> now, are the songs <laughs> competitive? Are, do, when I sing, am I trying to literally, or, or do we have any idea why I'm singing? I don't.
0: <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, it's a little bit competitive. Our song is an indication of who we are, and if our mm. song is wonderful, it will bring bring the, you know, the it's the males, you, yes, <laughs> gentlemen are singing the songs.
1: Okay. All right. The
0: females are listening and thinking, "Hmm. This song's pretty nice." I like that one. Maybe I'll go check out and see what he's got to offer over there.
1: <laughs> so it's the Apollo amateur hour.
0: How many How many uh, lizards yeah. does he have? His song is nice, but does he have some lizards for me?
2: <laughs> okay, all right. So we need both. It's not enough to just be a good songster. We've no. got to be able to sing and hunt lizards. Right. It's
1: yes. like Elvis and Bruce Springsteen would have to not only look like tough guys, but mm-hmm. actually go out and mur- murder for food that's
0: right actually actually <laughs> go out and get the business done so yeah. that you can provide that's right, right. They, okay. i've always wondered um, with the song rest-
1: yeah do they is it the same like a lot of birds have a particular song so it's the same melody in a way but yeah, but they compete are- by do we think they're competing by the way they're literally performing it if the notes are the same
0: there is an aspect of that, yeah. It's how loud, you, how loudly you can sing, ah. how perfectly you can sing your species song. We can sing it. Ah. The, you know, but there's that particular time frame is the only time that you sing. The rest of the time, you're sh- you're just calling. Ladies make the calls. The males make the calls, and it's shriek. Oh. <laughs> shriek. <laughs> they, they shriek.
2: So Philip and I would spend like the winter shrieking at each other across yes. the East River. Oh, right? oh,
0: yes, and I forgot. Also, also the males—you have to do a dance. Ah.
1: Oh. Mm. As if this couldn't be more already more opposite than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what did like a moonwalk?
0: Yeah, no, it is you, you are, it's a, it's a, it's a dance that is showing how well you can kill prey. Oh, awesome. So it's demonstrating and acting out the actions. Really? Finding a prey and skewering it. But not actually doing it. So through dance, you're telling the female of this of our species, I can do this. Look at me go.
1: That's amazing. So it's like a pantomime.
0: <laughs>
2: or an interpretation. That's great. Yeah, well, it's like a really it sounds like a violent dance
1: off, right?
0: That's right. Yes. Violent dance-off.
1: Do they dance at the same time? Or is it just sort well,
0: of. I mean, if, if they're in the same area, they may try to, to attract the females. But really, yeah. it's the, you know, you males have set up your areas. You have your, these birds, we are very territorial. Uh-huh. So it's like, you know, having your house and you fight off your neighbor all the time. You're constantly fighting your neighbor because this is your property. Get off of it. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's the shrieking.
0: That's the shrieking and then there's a the fighting and then you have to, I don't know, you've got your, your prey that you've impaled and then you also have other things that might attract a female, you know, uh, maybe, like so, maybe some, yeah, pretty stuff, pretty colored things uh. that you've put around your property. Mm hmm. It is like, you know, and then you're there hanging out going, look at my space, look at my space. And your neighbor's going, look at my space, look at my space. And then the, the lady says, oh, which space do I like better? And then the lady checks out the spaces and you dance. And look what I can do and pale and pale and pale. Wow. So <laughs> and then the I'm lady kind of... makes her choice. <laughs> I'm imagining
2: um, a reality show here. Yes. So assuming we Shrike people invent cable television.
1: Absolutely. right.
2: So America's Most Wanted is just an endless series of males dancing and impaling and showing off their <laughs> colorful stuff, right? And then you... there's, and there's a, a, a board of female judges that give you know feather up, feather down.
1: What I think you mean is like America's Got Talent or, or one of those That's things. That's totally what I meant to say. And you said America's yeah, Most Wanted, what I which is a fugitive <laughs> program. Do 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 the sh- It's Shrike. Is that how we pronounce it? That's Shrike. It? Shrike. So it's like Shrek, but it's Shrike. Do they excommunicate? Like what, what if somebody's bad? Are they <laughs> kicked out? Like certain animals do that, right? They will kick someone out of the tribe?
0: Well, because we're the we're so territorial. Right. There's no real tribe. It's every man for himself. Wow. wow. Okay. Right.
2: Will we, will we steal from each other? Like if Philip had a particularly good impalement.
0: Oh, you know it. <laughs> yes.
2: Okay, nice.
0: <laughs> yes. There's theft.
2: I'll sneak over to Brooklyn and pull the lizard yeah. off of his <laughs> yeah. fence.
0: Yeah.
1: But my lizard in Brooklyn is artisanal. craft
2: lizard
0: craft yeah (laughs) oh my gosh yes fermented nicely if we
2: scale up mice and lizards to proportionally right because we're scaling up the shrike to human size that's a good size critter we're out impaling it's like what a badger size maybe (laughs) right right (laughs) Right. that's important you
0: know or like a, a a schnauzer
2: Schnauzer. Okay. That sounds good. Whoa. Yorkies.
0: Yorkies, schnauzers, (laughs) Um, (laughs) Dachshunds. So our, our
1: city, our Shrike city then is a, we, we, we have an overhead view now. We're flying over Shrike (laughs) city and Mm -hmm. it sounds like it's, uh, it's just these compounds with one guy (laughs) in it and, and maybe one lady. If we're uh, lucky. Yeah. If we're lucky. And and these compounds are ringed. The, the borders of these compounds are ringed with colorful things. Yeah, now, could string. they be anything? Is it like yeah, a string? Like what, what kinds of things do they decorate with?
0: Colorful things. Because the colorful things, this is in the breeding season, we decorate with the colorful things. And right. shrikes very often we are migratory. So we oh, like oh a nice warm climate. So we don't always hang out in one place. And when summer's over, we're out of there and we're going to go find our vacation land for winter. Ah.
2: Okay, so there's going to be Shrike timeshares.
0: Shrike timeshares. <laughs> Very good. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, is it the exact same? Pl- is it like the Monarch Butterfly? Do we go to the same place each time? Or do we just Yeah. go, go to yeah. the same place?
0: Yeah. The same okay. area. The same place. Right. Climactic, climatic, and uh, when we not, sw- not climactic because that's what <laughs> I always do that too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Here's my my cat coming in. Mosey comes in. She makes a guest appearance on the show. That's how you know it's a podcast. By the way, A cat as if cats put in an appearance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my what distinguishes. <laughs> you like, know,
0: yeah. in 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 Land of in, in Shrike Land, your cat would be on a spike.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. That's right. They're about the right
2: size, aren't they?
0: <laughs>
1: Cover her ears.
2: <laughs> so
0: not a lot of pets.
2: Um, yeah, between the Yorkies and the cats, the, the pets are going to have a hard time with it in tri yeah. yeah.
1: Now, when we come swooping, we're, I, this is interesting. The migration sounds like a cool phase of our lives. So we all come swooping in to the new, we've gone to our winter place. And they're Orlando, all yeah. in Orlando. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> do we know? Do they go to a particular Great. place?
0: It depends, you know, it depends on the species, but yeah.
1: Mm,
0: It's usually warmer areas because you want to be someplace kind of warm and dry during the winter.
1: Sure. Right, right. And
0: then you move to the other place that's warm and dry for the summer, for spring and summer.
1: Exactly. In fact, as my parents in Southern Florida call them, the snowbirds, the people that come down, right? They come down only in the winter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) By the way, those people, speaking of tribalism, the snowbirds to the people who live year-round in southern Florida. Snowbirds, definitely a lower species. Definitely. <laughs> not, you know, it's like, oh, they're snowbirds.
0: They can't handle the winter. That's yet. right. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: They don't have the rigor. So we come swooping in, and, and um, here's something I've always wondered, because you see all different kinds of animals occupying the same place and not really paying attention to each other unless they are prey in particular. So we swoop into a place, there's going to be all kinds of other things there. How do, how do we occupy the new place? Or do we not care? It's just sort of like, well, I know this is my territory and there happen to be other animals here, but unless I yeah. want to eat
0: them. Well, there's, you know, there's the shared, the shared area, the shared resources, but because right. of this kind of bird of prey action that we have where we're hunting, we kind of don't care because we're going to... We're going to come in and we're going to get, kill things and eat them.
2: Yep. <laughs> All right. So we're we're like imperialists too, then, right? <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're yeah, just so. we're going to come in and be like, I'm going to hang out here on this cactus. You see these spikes? They're mine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> out. All right. Yeah. So we just we we show up uh, in a new place and start decorating it with the bodies of our enemies. Yes, um, that's pretty metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so will being a, a being
0: a Shrike, uh, it's a good life.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds it's got kind of a Viking feel to it, right? You come in and plunder. Yeah. And now Norway is an amazing, and Iceland these are amazing places, right? They're great. They're very calm places. So, so like, all right. So we've got Shrike, Shrike people civilization going for a while and it's a lot of murder and taking over places and displaying corpses and stuff will we ever have sort of a calm shrike civilization a nice social democracy like norway
1: Mm, mm.
0: interesting interesting question i mean it would really really come down to shrikes becoming more cooperative and less you know murdery (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <All right. laughs> and it is possible i mean there is uh and there is in some species of shrike in some situations we do sometimes cooperate where the young of the shrike help their parents raise the next generation <gasps>
2: So there
0: is family right. behavior in there
2: mm-hmm Okay and you can yeah. imagine that being the basis for wider cooperation right well, if you're because- if you're willing to share spikes with your parents then you're willing to share spikes with your uncle maybe and then your cousin okay
0: right so family can potentially make cooperative harmony grow mm-hmm. in our in our new world
1: in our strike world
0: yeah in our strike world yeah that's
1: right and they would do that probably really only if it meant they could have more of something. So they would they would be teaming up, you would have armies of shrikes mm-hmm. going to it would attack. be
0: like kingdoms at first. When yeah, that's right, think? because
2: it's yeah, it's family based, right?
0: It's family. So it would right. be like, you know, old England. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Game of Thrones.
0: <laughs> Game of Thrones style. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I like it. So
2: then uh, yeah, so so Queen Elizabeth would today have a series of spikes around her bedroom. Yes. Right. and every day her servants come in and probably place fresh badgers, probably not corgis, um, <laughs> on the spikes, right? hey. in in deference to the fact that you know she she's holding the position once held by the best hunter um, among the Shrike people, but now is just an inherited social
0: construct. Yeah. Exactly, so I don't know and then you know we'd have to figure out how we would get past this fiefdom kingdom state, whether it could grow into you know that true uh, Swedish Scandinavian right. socialist right. <laughs> right socialist land of harmony, right <laughs> In fact, like skin
1: Scan- I can't remember which country it is. there's a country that's led by women. I mean In they're Africa? elected. Uh, it, well, it's like, like it's, it's Iceland or Norway or just no, no just, it just it just so happens there. that the yeah. top leaders right now are all women. But it strikes me that if this Shrike society were to evolve, it would have to be the women be, that do it because the guys are killing. The guys can't even get near each other. We're busy dancing. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: that's right. Fighting each other off of each other's territories. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: dancing and showing off. That's right.
2: Well, and, and that's sort of one of the great questions of evolutionary biology, right? Is the how, how did we go from primates to allegedly our better state at the moment, right? Because it's not really clear how, to, how that jump was made from the sort of behaviors we see among primates in the wild to representative democracies, right? Um, right. So we might be able to give the Shrike people a little credit. Um, for being able to make that <laughs> jump too, right?
0: That shrikes can uh, can can have their better natures and than- yeah, <laughs> yeah, <that's great>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can be pieces um, of their better natures. Than- Do we have yeah, ever- That's right.
2: And then yeah. millions of years down the line, the the shrike person Charles Darwin is trying to figure out how how they went from just regular shrikes to these great civilized shrikes, um, and writes a book about it, right?
1: Right. I'm sure.
0: I'm sure the civilized strikes, though, would still have ritual dance or ritual rituals that that, Mm -hmm. you know harken back to those older violent behaviors. Yeah, but it devolves. It
1: it devolves into secular entertainment. Mm -hmm. So the dirty dancing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Was really,
1: you know, it had a purpose. mm -hmm.
2: That's right. Then the crazy historian strikes, who are like, well, this is clearly just a. Uh, adaptation of our ancient behaviors and then the modernist shrikes are saying no it's pure creativity it's how we express ourselves
1: the shrike supermarket is just (laughs) rows and rows of spikes
0: (laughs) and shelves
1: you know and uh
0: shelves with various you know large yes spikes food displayed on spikes right Mm -hmm. right yeah, and now, now they right. w-
1: they eventually they evolved. It, it it began as a marketplace where they were spikes, and it was literally like the raw food, like out, like we see, like shawarma, you know, like we right. see now if you go to, and uh, on a when? on a spike. Sure. And um, but mm-hmm. eventually it evolved to they did package them, but they're it's like they put them in these clear canisters, so you can it's still see. Because it's the it's the mm-hmm. it's the yeah, right. and it would still it. have
2: to be on a spike of some sort. Like oh yeah, a giant it lollipop. Be, maybe. It has to be on a spike, Right. Like a badger a lollipop. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And some parents would feel like they had to take their children to the spiking, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the the spiking places, so their children would really understand where their food came where from. Where their food comes from, <laughs> <laughs> that's right?
1: Well, every town square has a you know a giant. Uh, pole which is which is the the central spike you mm-hmm. know where mm-hmm. where festive impalings are held that's right, right. i think this is yeah. totally doable yeah <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and in the spring maybe there are seasonal events parties and festivals where uh the, the men have to do certain colorful placements right flags and balloons and and the ritual dances
2: That'd be nice. It's like
0: May
1: Day. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Super Bowl.
0: The festival of spring and spiking. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And and so when the Shrike dropped the thing on the spike, is that, do we, here's something I've never understood, or I, I just don't know. Do we, through whatever they can study about evolution, whatever you could study about evolution, See that behavior develop? Are we able to do that? In other words, how did they get to that? Who was the first, you know, uh. who had the brilliant idea to drop the badger on the spike?
0: That's a great I, that's a great question. I I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's a wonderful question.
2: So presumably they would have needed to evolve in some place where there were lots of spikes, right? So yeah, or yeah. things
0: they could, yeah, sharp points, things that thorns. Sharp branches on trees. I mean, I'm just, I'm just imagining though this carnivorous behavior. Number one and number two. This is something that's going back to, uh, you know, dinosaurs or the original bird, oh, wow. bird ancestors. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think this, this is probably something that I don't know. It's behavioral, so who knows where it really did get started? But it's right. a, it's
1: and birds. Are descended Absolutely. from
0: dinosaurs. Absolutely. Right? Yes. No. Evidence so we, over the last, yes. You know, I We just, are descendants of dinosaurs. <laughs> I just got a really proud feeling.
1: Like, ah. Oh. <laughs> you know, wow. A great and powerful a, ancestry.
2: Terrifying image there of the tyrannosaur hanging its prey on a branch, though. If we start the behavior early enough, right?
0: Right. What are it's the raptors? That's what I'm thinking of. Yes. The, uh, velociraptors. The, yeah. Yeah. Velociraptors. Those yeah. are the ones that I imagine this behavior coming from. T-Rexes, you know, they were a bit more scavengery and not so predatory as it turns out. And oh, okay. so the velociraptors, these little nimble carnivorous dinosaurs. Yeah. I, I think you know, this is where this all began.
1: Yeah. Although really in the spirit of evolution it would seem to me that it was like a really stupid animal that <laughs> accidentally, you know, every time he flew, he tried to pick up a rat and take it somewhere where he could kill it or keep it and <laughs> he just and kept dropping, just it. Kept dropping <laughs> it. Yeah,
0: no, ah. just leave it there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: I'll come back to it. Exactly. And then and then other shrike, you know, proto shrike Neander Shrike, Shrike. Uh, saw that and were like, hey, that's actually a good... Did you see what those guys are doing? The guy in the next territory over...
2: Yeah, um, he can't dance very well. He can't he's dance. He's got this cool idea about spikes.
1: He has no colorful displays of any kind. He's got no decorations. Mm-hmm. But he's... Yeah. But his, it's like Sling Blade. <laughs> 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 Look, it's great. The one crazy guy in the, in the Shrike village and, you know, his fence... Or the trees all around his, uh, the dead trees around his yard, because he doesn't keep it up, are, you know, all have meat hanging from them. Eventually people think, hey, that's a pretty good idea. All right. Yeah, that's fairly disgusting. Although actually, now, yeah. here, is, evolution doesn't work that way, just to be clear. They don't say, <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> no, a great idea. That's a great I'm, idea. I'm going to do that. Although humans might.
0: Although many bird species do use caches of food. So the uh, way that these mm, uh, carnivores, you know, keep their food on a spike so that they can come back to it later, they're not the only, we are not the only bird species that does this. Uh, Other birds like jays, corvids, who store nuts and seeds like squirrels mm, mm-hmm. throughout the year, smaller birds like chickadees and the Siberian tit and others, they will also take little bits of food and scatter them around. And there are, uh, there are scatter hoarders. There are woodpeckers that are larder hoarders. There are birds. Okay, we, so, yeah. we store food. It's something that many, many bird species do. It? So you're and either a like strong
2: behavior we can think of as just a specialized kind of food storage. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's not that exactly. weird.
0: It's not that weird. I mean, it's that it's that we as shrikes are carnivores, and so we gotta keep our meat somewhere, right? Yeah. Where are we gonna yeah. put it? Right. Oh, Until oh,
2: we oh. invent the refrigerator, we might as well use spikes. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's the kebab. Beautiful, <laughs> <It's a> beautiful <laughs> kebab. In fact, we just had some yesterday at the barbecue. So I can totally relate. It was a shrike barbecue. We all gathered and mm-hmm. you know, grilled. We all brought it was pot potluck brought, you know, whatever it was, was on like our a- spike.
0: Yeah, like a yeah. goat roast, but. like a, exactly <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. on a spit, <laughs> but, but Shrike style. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now this is the,
1: the 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 caching behavior is really cool. So another, if we were looking down on planet Earth in the early days of evolution of the evolution of life, at some point we start to see creatures learning to hide things. Right? Like I'm guessing that must be all over the world. They start yes. hiding. That's unique to to living animals obviously
0: well it's it's an interesting it's the learning to hide things but that is not that's not the only thing it is having a sense of time oh so planning for the future is really what we're talking about not Uh. just living for the moment but planning for the future And so if you are putting an in, you know, your food on a spike, or if you are sticking it into a crack in a tree or under a rock, you are planning for a moment in the future when you will be hungry and don't want to be caught without any food. Hummingbirds also do this except with flowers. They remember which flowers they've visited so that they don't go back to the same flower and find it empty. Really? Like, yeah, so wow. hummingbirds actually certain species they they they've they found that some of them they basically, you know, you want to be efficient. These are really energy hummingbirds, super energy high me- high metabolism birds, right? So yeah. you don't want to go somewhere and be, ah, I don't have any food here.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> There's no nectar for me. So yeah, they remember where yeah. they've eaten. I do not want to go back all the way to that one restaurant and have it be closed. That All right so some, so this
2: may be a little too esoteric, but th- the ability to do that sort of thing, like imagine future states and compare past and future events, many many people point to as like an indicator of consciousness. Mm. Absolutely. So I don't know. is it should we be thinking about birds? Well, where w- are we as the shrike people? Conscious in that sense, or are we just really good at organizing
1: ourselves? Yeah, I've always wondered that about it. habitual things. Do they? Yeah, we we have no idea, right? Whether whether what they actually think or if they know what they're doing.
0: No, but it was a an interesting study that I was involved in once, looking at this episodic memory. Humans have episodic memory you can remember mm. what you had for breakfast at what time and what was going on all the stuff that in that episode in your life you can recall it and you can re- you can recall specific episodes throughout your life of various events happening and all the details involved in them and so can birds who have this mental time travel of storing food and potentially planning as we put our anthropomorphic words on it are mm-hmm. they doing this too do we as birds as shrikes have episodic memory Well I do know that scrub jays and other corvids which are also within the songbird family corvids are able to remember what kind of food whether so in an experiment ah. they were they were found to know wow. whether or not a peanut which would last a long time, or a waxworm, which would rot quickly, was stored in a particular location. And then when offered that location, either a day later or a week later, they chose the appropriate food. Wow. Wow. Okay. So so these birds are remembering very specific. I put this food here, and I remember this is one that's not going to last very long, so I'm going to come back to this one first. Right. Wow.
1: So in in the basic yeah. the basic mechanism of evolution, uh which again is something I keep coming back to because I'm fascinated. Um, right.
0: It's fascinating. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. going on? <laughs> so what
1: I suppose what, what evolutionary theory tells us is that there were birds that hid the waxworms and there were birds that hid the longer lasting a peanut. And mm-hmm. well the ones that hid the wax worms died off because the peanuts lasted longer and were a better source. Is that right? And and then that pattern was somehow imprinted on their brains as they breed.
0: Yeah. And so, so it's a really interesting question of life history. So are you going to be a bird that, you know, what is your, what's your metabolism like? How often do you need to eat? And do you need to find food and store it so that you can survive during the harsh winter months? Or are Mm. you going to migrate and leave so you don't have to worry about that? So some birds, it's not that they died off. Some birds made the choice to get the F out. (laughs) <laughs> <You
1: know>? Yeah,
0: <laughs> they're I, like i don't need to be in this really cold terrible place where it's hard to find food i'm going to go someplace else where i know there is food right. whereas other birds decided wow. to stick around this really terrible inhospitable place because they put food aside and so they're like i'm cool i got it yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> actually it just struck me i, I realized i think with so the, it's what, fascinating
0: yeah the question is do
1: like i i Think about evolution as being like, well, it's this accidental or the, just this almost mathematical thing of like, well, the ones who have the better, they are survival of the fittest. They fit this environment better, so they last longer. And if you aren't fit enough, you you we won't last. But I guess the question is, is there also a learning phase, or is it purely right? Evolution d- does it? Does it? Yeah. Anyway, I, we know people learn, obviously, but do yeah. do we see animals making the evolutionary leap by actually learning, or is it all accidental?
0: When we're talking about evolution, we're talking about something that gets conserved through o- over generations, uh, right? Uh-huh. Something that is a change that is preserved genetically, is hereditarily linked right right to that survival um you know it's the environment and the genes and how they work together and how they get to the point of what gets passed on but there's also yeah there is we're 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 finding out now there's various aspects of of environmental control that go beyond just the genes and that learning and that those experiences can have epigenetic effects which are you know above the genome the stuff oh, that happens yeah. around it to control yeah. the genome and you know these controls sometimes do affect what gets passed down the line and so there's individual learning during a lifetime but then right. how does that learning affect how they survive and how well they uh, do uh, even though mm. caching food for some birds is an instinct and they just, anything that's a solid piece of food, as soon as they can pick it up with their beak, they are sticking things places, right? They're, yeah. These little birds, they go through this like habitual, i have to store this kind of behavior. and uh, And that is their learning. You know, there is an instinct, but there's also learning on top of it. They learn how to store. They learn the best places to store. We learn, you know, how do I do this actually, so ah. that
1: it works? So it's right. It's a, it's sort of like um, the learning takes place not just within each individual creature, but then across the entire generation, and then across the generations after generations after generations. Yeah. No, yeah. no one. It, it isn't likely that some genius move was discovered that changed everything, like the right. caching. You know, um, right. and it comes down to. And this is, you know, you shouldn't be judgmental and, and shouldn't use judgmental <laughs> words like this with scientific things. However, <laughs> when I was a kid and you, and we learned evolution, I totally believe it from the beginning because I'm a sucker for truth. <laughs> and, uh, sucker. suckered. <laughs> it was, it was a question of mutation. Evolution moved forward, so to speak, through mutation and never. At least as, as much as I remember, did we talk about g- give any positive <laughs> uh, attributes to the creatures? I mean, it's nice to say that the mutants yeah. are the ones who become the ad- advancers, so to speak. But uh, right. but it sounds like it's both
0: it's yeah it's definitely both i mean yeah. you've got the individuals themselves some of them with certain mutations some of them without some that figure out certain behaviors others that don't and then they're all interacting with each other and with the environment and so it's this giant feed com- very complex feedback system and so where you know it's nice to simplify and say it's this straightforward mutation and natural selection pathway that's yeah. the only way it works it's not that simple there's a lot more going on and there are a lot of a lot more levers that are being pushed in the process actually wow. if you have
1: an image of all the let's, let's at least just say animals not not necessarily mm-hmm. plants but if, if you think of all the animal, i've never had this image before but i do now <laughs> of the all the animals on the earth simultaneously—they're all learning. It's not just the people that are learning.
0: Like, yeah. Yeah. The, oh,
1: sure. Not just our cats. Yeah.
0: That's right. Yeah. Strikes the you know strike strike kind. You know their their progeny has to go to you know impaling schools.
1: <laughs> I went to Harvard. My my spikes are only made of gold. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward. We we wrap up by hitting the fast forward but the extreme fast forward button on our concept. And so <laughs> the strikes it, it just boom blows out. We go forward, 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 forward. These are and basically I think what we said was that what we've come upon is basically that strikes with human brains breed and breathe all the civilization. Where does it where does it go ten thousand years from now?
0: Ten thousand years in the future, Shrike kind is conquering worlds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, impaling other races. <laughs> Those yeah. poor soft-bodied little mammalianish alien species. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, being they, impaled.
1: They, you know, the the, the 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 so-called aliens on the on some distant planet. Dreamed of the aliens that would come visit them, the extraterrestrials, as being these angelic, you know, wonderful yeah, but creatures. But actually, they show up
2: and start impaling everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> so be forewarned, there could be impalers coming our way. <laughs> Watch the skies. But that's but they're excellent dancers, and
2: mm-hmm. they set up all kinds of colorful things that's to look at. That's so It's not that, all bad.
0: It's not all bad. <laughs>
1: Actually, that <laughs> a, what's interesting a, a is a little gruesome. Yeah, all that evolves as well, right? So that whole the dancing must be so baroque, well, whatever you want to call by ten thousand years, it's like beyond kabuki. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, quite possible.
1: So complicated uh, and full of meanings that we don't, you know, we we mere current day shrikes could comprehend, and the decorations as well. I mean, they would just be phenomenal you know. uh in fact i'm going to guess that they evolve all the way to the point where impaling entire planets is what they evolved to then this we could, this could be millions of <laughs> years in the future they can impale entire planets and use use asteroids and stuff as decorations so basically the 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 end and entire solar systems belong to one male shrike so you know we've extrapolated <laughs> this far and um all the great dancing and stuff you know takes place uh, in interstellar space, but they're wearing they've evolved some kind of way to survive in space but
0: absolutely I mean, I'm sure ten thousand years in the future shrike kind is you know they've they've already got their shrike AI who are you yeah, know, managing right. Right. managing yeah. their long distance mi- missions into outer space that's right, right. <laughs> and what we think of is that we we think
1: we we see a Dyson sphere. But in fact, what it is, is it's like a sort of cage-like structure around the sun, full of spikes that are you know, oh. being barbecued like marshmallows uh, by the sun. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a Dyson well, sphere, it's a Dyson s'more. That's right. At the very
2: least, we've got a treatment for a Star Trek scripture.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I think it's a good one.
1: This episode will be directed by Quentin Tarantino.
0: Because it's so bloody Yes, yes
1: Well Kiki, thank you so much for this
0: Incredible Journey Yeah, it was fun, thank you
1: Extremely educational Yeah, I'm going to carry my pride As being descended from dinosaurs Throughout the rest of the day At least
0: Yeah, today Just think of yourself As dinosaur spawn.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's another t shirt. I am Spawn. That's not, that's not one of our better sellers. But there it is. Thank you. We, uh, again, from this little device, I find it, it's funny because like we have a lot of fun. We laugh a lot. But I really, at least I learned. And, and I believe our audience as well. Oh, yeah. Learned a ton. We learned a ton. And uh, had an enormous, I so. enormous amount of fun by doing it. Your show is this week in science.
0: Anything you want to plug? Any events or? Yeah. So this week we broadcast live Wednesday evenings at eight p.m. Pacific time on yeah. YouTube. You can find it easily just by going to twist.org/live. We have a great chat room there. A bunch of people who hang out. Kind of the regulars, but the very friendly, very friendly collegial space. Yeah. And uh, tomorrow. Not like the Shrikes. <laughs> not with the Shrikes, no. <laughs> but tomorrow night on the show, we are interviewing Anil Ananthaswamy, who is a science writer on his new book about the double double slit experiment. Oh wow! Cool quantum science. Yeah. We're cool. looking forward to that quite a lot.
1: That sounds Fantastic. amazing. We'll tune into that. And listeners if you want to comment we would love to hear from you. We have a, a number of scientists actually who listen, which is kind of interesting. Right? Recently oh, we, we got an email mm-hmm. from a Great. American uh, engineer who was living in Dubai and uh, Matt who was somebody wrote us Bill. We give a shout out to Bill who wrote right. us with an idea remember what, about the Drake equation. What his specialty oh, is? Chemist, I think you said. Yeah. 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 So join those people, you can email us at feedback at whattheif.com. Our website, whattheif.com. You can subscribe. You can watch all our previous episodes. And I must admit, I I confess, I'm very proud of the art, the cover art. Oh, yeah. Perhaps good stuff. That's the thing I'm most proud of in this entire (laughs) process. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's not the episodes, not just what you're doing in general. I can search Google Images.
1: Yeah, I can search Google Images (laughs) like nobody. Uh, You can also learn about us there, Matt and I, uh, about our backgrounds. On Twitter, where we really, actually Twitter is our main community there. We have more than 15,000 followers now, some of which are human. Um, but I can't tell whether you're human or bot, but both of you types are providing wonderful uh, stories that you find about science or pictures and uh, jokes and all that kind of stuff. Bring it uh, at what the if show on Twitter at what the if show. And remember to subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes. You are a special person and you should know you are needed. Put that knowledge to use. Uh, do, the, do the iTunes <laughs> for the benefit of
2: all shrike kind exactly
1: do your dance do your iTunes dance Matt thank you very much Matt do you have anything to plug
2: no I'm good for the moment Matt is
1: unplugged next week we will return to the scenario we started last week and then had a cliffhanger where we went into the sun The Parker Solar Probe got launched, which gave us the idea to ask James Cameron if he would, and he agreed, which was kind of him, to build us a solar submarine so we could go in the sun. We'll return to that journey.
0: Kiki, God bless you. No, thank you so much. It was was,
1: really just a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us. I have listened to your show for many evolutionary generations (laughs) and iterations, and it's fantastic. This Week in Science, twist.org. Check it out. Thank you all for listening. And next week, we will reconvene. We will fire up that solar submarine and go into the photo. Is it the photosphere?
2: Uh, well, eventually, we'll get to the photosphere. Well, eventually,
1: we'll get to this. But right now, we're stuck in the corona. It's getting a little hot in here, for yep. real. So <laughs> we're going to fire it up. And then when we do, and Kiki, if you would join us in our the outrage and excitement and shock and horror that comes when we say What? What?
2: Bye
1: now.